0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
0: for details. When you want something real and to have a good time, put a smile on your face, yeah. KB Elation Radio. unique design not just to work every day for a dollar not to trust the approval of a man I have the a of father and for with him I stand with him I will remain Come
1: Dawn Westbrook. Join me on Shabbat Saturday here at Elation Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we Shabbat the Lord and declare the word of the Lord over your life for this hour. Shalom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We were created for worship. That was none other than Cedric Ford. Man of God, I love those lyrics in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, it it is the sentiment of my heart in 2023. My whole life is a worship unto him. Hallelujah. And I thank the Lord that we were indeed created for worship. Did you know that, people of God? Did you know that in Revelations 4.11, it specifically says you, meaning the Lord God, amen, our sovereign Lord and King. You are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. Sounds like worship to me. Hallelujah. You created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. We were created worship. So I lift up my hands. I give him a Shabbat. On this day, January the 14th, 2023, and I bless his name. He is Elohim. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Rohe, Amen. He is Adonai, our sovereign God. And we were created for worship to Shabbat our sovereign God. Well, hello, everyone. Kingdom blessings. I thank you for joining us. This is our 2023 broadcast, day one, amen. And this is your host of Shabbat Saturday, Apostle John. hallelujah, also known as PD. And that's what we do. We come here every Saturday, amen, to Shabbat, our awesome God. To encourage you, to remind you of who you are, to strengthen you, amen, in the things of the Lord. And I want to say thank you for tuning in on this 2023 special Shabbat Saturday broadcast with our featured guest, none other than Pastor Kareem Malloy, amen, of Eternity and You Ministries in New York. Man of God, we welcome you. And we thank the Lord for you being here with us on this day. It is so significant. But first, listen, everyone. Indeed, because of all that is going on, we can see and know and testament, testify, I should say, that there is a great shaking going on in the heavenly realms. And you and I have been given this authority, this legislative power and authority, jurisdiction, to speak and say something. Amen. To Shabbat, our awesome God, and encourage you, our audience, and those on the replays. Why? Well, it's because that's what we do. According to First Thessalonians 5, to 19, today, this day, is the day that the Lord has created and made. And we want you to know and to be strengthened, amen, that you can stand, that you can be strengthened and built up, amen. As we release the word of God in your ears and today We will rejoice and be glad in it. And by George, you should be glad in it, amen. So glory to God, I thank the Lord for our anointed speaker of the hour Pastor Kareem, man of God, is here on Shabbat Saturday, indeed, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to inspire you, amen. Pastor Kareem King, man of God, welcome, and how are you?
2: Hey, what's going on? What's going on, Apostle? How are you? God bless you god bless you how you doing
1: i am doing well i'm so excited to see you being the first of the year running out the gate with a speed amen and a passion i welcome you man of god i know that i met you in the clubhouse amen on the clubhouse streets as we say And then later, you were so gracious to invite me to be your guest speaker in the soul-winning conference this past August, amen, in 2022, and what an honor that was. You know, man of God, you were here with us last year in October, and that word that you brought forth is still getting reviews, amen. But listen, tell the people of God more about who Pastor Kareem Malloy is. For those who do not know you yet in Jesus name,
2: amen um a little more, a little more about me, okay, amen um in a nutshell I'm, I'm someone that were deceived for the majority of my life, and I thought that I was my own person and I could live my own life and do things on my own terms until I had an encounter with Christ. Christ uh, coming on the inside of me kind of woke me up, not kind of, it woke me up, Um, and it, it, it allowed me to see things from a different perspective, that my life here can't be lived on my own terms. It can't be lived on my own terms, because I was created with a purpose, and because I was created with a purpose, I have to realize that I have to fulfill that purpose in order to please the God that created me. So right now, all I am doing is walking in that purpose that I might fulfill the God that created me, the same God that loved me, that fashioned me in my mother's womb. He knitted me together. He ordained me to live in this day and this time with all this craziness and chaos going on. He ordained me and called me at this moment in time that I might be a voice. Ah, uh, just, like, just like John the Baptist was a voice in the wilderness, right? In other words, he, he's a voice. A wilderness is not known to have a lot of people, right? In other words, he's crying out in hopes of anyone that's in earshot that can hear. So that's all I do. I cry out and, and, and I spare not. But I cry out in hopes of anybody that will hear will hear the word of God that they also might have the experience that I had and have an encounter with Christ, a genuine encounter with Christ, because Christ will turn their life around. Amen. That's what we all want. We want everyone to have a genuine encounter with Christ that they also might be saved when this life is over. Amen.
1: Amen. Indeed, we are crying out that they may hear, and we are not amen, not one moment, one second. It just seems like there is an urgency in the spirit right now for us to go, amen, and to spread the word, glory to God, and to, what, harvest. There's a harvest of souls that have been appointed and waiting just for your voice, just for my voice in the name of Jesus. I thank you for that introduction, man of God. amen. And I just wanted to say, Father God, now, we take a minute just to settle our minds before we go forward. Let us take a look internally, Father God, and we invite your precious Holy Spirit to preside over this room, this space, this virtual tabernacle, to preside over our hearts so that we can be strengthened by the word that is released in our hearing on today, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that indeed you have called us to be your chosen vessels. Hallelujah. Your ambassadors, your holy citizens. Hallelujah. So, Father God, we pray now that those that are under the sound of our voices, that they may be transformed by the hearing of the word that is released in this hour in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you for covering this blood, this broadcast with the blood of Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit, with the blood of Jesus. And we bless the Lord now for the next voice that you will hear is none other than Pastor Kareem, man of God. The Spirit of God, use you now for his people. I yield the mic is yours in Jesus' name.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory to God. Um, again, thank you, Apostle, for even having me on this platform. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to the people. And I pray, I'm always praying for a fresh word. I'm always praying for something that's going to revolutionize someone's life. It's going to change them. It's going to impact them. So I'm, I'm thankful for the word that God gave me for the day. I mean, God, God, I'm telling you, whoo, God, God will sometimes have you wait for the very last minute in order for to receive what he had for you, but once you receive it, it's well worth it. Glory to God. So I want to start with a verse. Ecclesiastics. Ecclesiastics, chapter 10, verse 7. And it says this, I have seen servants upon horses, and princes walking as servants upon the earth. I'll read it again. This is Ecclesiastics, chapter 10, verse 7. I have seen servants upon horses, and the rich, uh, no, excuse me, and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Somebody say, Roe, reverse you. Roe, Oh, my goodness, that's the word I got for y'all today. I want to talk about demonic Role reversals. Uh, Let me tell y'all what a role reversal is first. According to the dictionary, a a, a role reversal is a situation in which someone adopts a role, the reverse of that, which they normally assume in relation to someone else, who who typically assumes their role in exchange. All right? So a role reversal... It's one person taking on the identity of another person. They're taking on the role of another person. Now, I I I think this 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 word is so good because because in this day and time we're seeing it everywhere. We're seeing a demonic role reversal everywhere we look. That there, there's a thing there, there's a thing in society. Right now, that makes it okay for a man to take on the role as a woman, and for a woman to take on the role as a man. They they even have this thing that 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 cause um uh, where you can identify whatever you want to identify yourself with. You can identify to be anything you want to be. I'm talking about demonic. Role reverses. It's demonic because Satan is behind it. Because God, when he created creation, all things that he created, he said, it is good. When he created man and he looked at man, he said, it is good. When he created Eve and he looked at Eve, he said, it is good. God knew what he was doing. But there was a perverter inside of creation. And, and he never ceased. He never stops trying to turn upside down what God created. He never stops. So there's a role reversal now. Now you see little kids that are taken on the role as adults. Little kids are taken on the role as adults. Little kids six years old, seven years old walking around with guns. Well, that's something that adults should do. You have to, have, you have to go through some, 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 some things in order to purchase a firearm, legal things, but not these kids. They have taken on the role of adults. They talk like them. You can hear eight-year-olds that, that use more profanity than any seller. I'm talking about role reversing. They have taken on the roles and the personas of other people. But all of this stems from that one entity, that one enemy, that one adversary that we call the devil, one adversary amen so so we know that in isaiah Isaiah chapter fourteen it says this: verse twelve says, how art thou how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down?" to the ground, which did weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation and the sides of the north. I will ascend above the height of the cloud. I will be like the most high. We have creation wanting to be the creator. God created him, this 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 one angel, right, in, in such a way that that he was marvelous. He was beautiful in his own way, but pride entered into him. And out of this pride, he felt that he should be right where God is at. And he wanted to ascend the position that God placed him in. See, when God creates you, God gives you a boundary. God gives you limitations. If you are unlimited, you're just like God. But there are no one that's just like him. There is no one that's unlimited in their wisdom like he is. There is no one that's unlimited in their power like he is. There is no one that's unlimited in their presence like he is. Only he is God. But we have creation desiring to be what he was or what he is. So if, if you look at the daughters of Eden, you'll see this serpent taken on the role of a good guy, and he deceives Eve. There's another verse in Scripture that says that, um, it says something to the effect that even the, the angels of Satan, right, that they take on the role, they pose as angels of light. That's not who they are, but they'll take on that role in order to deceive people. Uh, demonic role reverses. Our culture right now, everything we're seeing is a result of this. Everything is a, is a result of this, but why is it so important for us? Why is so port- it so important for uh, us inside the church? Oh, uh, why is that so important? Well, think about this. Within the pages of the Bible, God gives us an identity. God gives us an identity. In, in, in Revelation, it said that he has made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So the Bible calls us kings and priests. Oh, those are some lofty titles. The Bible called us kings and priests. Glory to God. And I thought about this. I'm thinking about we are kings in this earth, and we are priests of God in this earth. And I started thinking about it, and I'm thinking about this thing about role reversals. Oh, and I thought about something. I thought about a king that didn't act like a king. Because while he was king, he didn't honor the true king. Ah, ah. Let me go ahead real quick. I'm going to go to Daniel. This is Daniel chapter 4, and I'm talking about King Nebuchadnezzar. And it said the same hour, this is verse 33, the same hour was the thing fulfilled. This was a prophecy that was spoken to the king Nebuchadnezzar. And he was driven from men, the king. He was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till so his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like birds' claws. And at the end of the days I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the most high and i praise and honor him that liveth forever whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation ah oh, so what god what god does is this we already know that well let me say this first what god does is this right god god is into promotion but if you're not if, you, if you're not God is into into promotion, but if if you are one that don't honor who he is, well, then you'll find out that God is also into demotion, because God will take you down just as quick as he brings you up. The words say that all promotion comes from him. It doesn't come from the east, it doesn't come from the west, it doesn't come from the south, all promotion comes from him. He giveth the men power to, to, to be raised up on high. He's the one that raised one high and bring another down low. So what the devil does, though, what the devil does is he wants to strip you of your identity. He doesn't just want to strip you of a position. He wants to strip you of your identity. God, with Nebuchadnezzar, he stripped Nebuchadnezzar out of his position for a moment. Why? Because he wanted him to honor and to acknowledge who he was. He wanted never connected him. No, listen, you, I'm the reason you got all that power. I'm the one that raised you up to where you're at right now. I did it for my own reason, for my own purpose, for my own glory. It's not because of you. It's not because you want anything. It's not because you have any type of power. It's not because you have any type of power whatsoever, but it's because I raised you up. I raised you up. Glory to God. So listen to this. Now, we see a king right here, Nebuchadnezzar, while God brought him out of that position. It said the king was driven from men, and he did eat grass as oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hands were grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Oh, my goodness. We're talking about a king that no longer identified as a king. He no longer remembered that he was a king. He he was no longer surrounded uh, 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 by people. Remember, every king has to have a kingdom, people, that he ruled over. But all of this was stripped from him for seven years It was stripped from him In that seven years In that time frame He forgot who he was Now we know that the devil is an imitator The devil takes what God does And he tries to pervert it So now God has a church here on the earth And and, and God told us that we are now kings and priests So the devil said You know what I'll do what he did And I'll try to do the same exact thing. I'm going to mimic. I'm going to imitate. I'm also going to try to strip these kings of their position, of their authority, of their purpose, of their place, of their voice. That's his intention is to strip us. So if if we forget who we are, if the devil is successful in role reversing, if he is successful in causing us to believe that we are not who we actually are, he can rob us of our destiny, rob us of our future, rob us of all the promises that God promises in his word. So I want to talk about the qualities of a king because I want you to know if you're in the church, have you been a victim of demonic role reversion? Demonic role reversing I'm talking about there are people inside the church That are suffering From the same role reversing It's a spirit It's a spirit It's the same spirit Of this dragon that we're talking about It's the same spirit Working in people Deceiving them Oh my goodness So one thing A quality of the king A quality of any king Number one is going to be authority. Authority. If, if you are a king, you are in a position of authority. Luke, Luke chapter 10, verse 19 says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Authority. Authority, authority, all of us as children of God, as kings, as queens on this earth, we have a position of authority, and the authority that God has given us is over all the power of the same one that's trying to deceive us. Satan has power to deceive, but he has power to deceive those that are in his kingdom, Those that are in the world and of the world, those that are outside of Christ, those that don't know Christ, those that have not been brought into this salvation because they haven't accepted Christ. So they are still under the power, under the deception, under the illusion of the enemy. So we have been given power. God wants us to know this. I've given you power to tread on serpents. It was a serpent that deceived Eve in the garden that caused her and Adam to bite off the fruit. It was a serpent. God is saying, listen, I'm giving you power to tread on him. So when, it's, when the word says, I'm giving you power to tread on serpent, I'm giving you power to tread on he that is subtle. Remember, the devil is subtle when he comes. All of his attacks are subtle. All of his attacks are subtle. If we have power to tread on it, that means we're going to recognize those subtle attacks when they occur. I can't can't trample over it, and I can't tread on it if I don't first recognize it. But if you're telling me that I can trample over the serpent, and I can tread over top of the serpent, you're telling me that I'm going to recognize what Eve at that moment didn't recognize. She believed his lies because he came at a wit, what sounded familiar, the word of God, but he tainted it. He twisted it. He's the twisted serpent, and he twists everything. He's twisting all the creation. So we are going to recognize this is the part of the power, the authority that's given to us. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. The scorpions are all of his minions. Does the Bible say that when Satan fell, that he, a third of the angels fell with him? Scorpions. His minions. In in, in Revelation, they call locusts. That when the angel ascends out of the bottomless pit, all these locusts will fill the earth. These are his scorpions, these are his minions, these are His cohorts, but we have been given power to tread over them. That's how Jesus gave us authority. even back then, the twelve and then the 70 to cast out devils in His name. Why? Because every king, uh, his authority is attached to his name. His authority is attached to his name. Within his name is attached his identity. Glory to God. So the power rests in who he is. His identity is wrapped up in his name. His authority is attached to his name. When Jesus went into the temple, when Jesus went onto this island, when Jesus went out in public, certain times there were demons that came to him. They were possessing people. They said, I know who you are, Jesus Christ, son of the living God. I know who you are. And Jesus had to silence them. The one man that was filled with legions, legions of demons, that came running up to Jesus as soon as Jesus stepped out the boat on this island, came running up to him, said, what are we to do with thee?" What have we, listen, don't cast us out into uh, outer darkness. What have we to do with thee? But they honored him. What they did was they bowed down to him immediately because they recognized who he was. They recognized who he was. So what God did was he gave us the authority to use the name of our king. So when we walk in this earth, we're walking as ambassadors of Christ, but we're kings serving under King Jesus. That's why he's king of kings. We are kings that serve up under him. So we're in this earth, and, oh, hold on. We're in this earth, I forgot what, uh, what scripture I just read. Oh, I'm talking about authority. All right. Amen. Thank you. All right. That was Luke ten nineteen, right? It said, Behold, I've given to you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And then it say, and over all the power of the enemy. So this is what Eve fell to in the garden of Eve in the Garden of Eden. Right? She saw the serpent, but she fell to the power of the enemy. The serpent. How so? Because uh, because of of his subtle attacks. But again, we have power over all of his subtle attacks. In other words, a, a, a Christian should not be deceived when someone else comes around trying to preach, but they're twisting scriptures. Immediately, our spirit shall recognize when someone else is twisting or perverting the very scriptures of God. Immediately we should recognize it. Immediately we should get a check in our spirit that that's not right, that's not of God. And then it says this, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. This is a part of our authority. Now, I want you to again think about a king. Think about a king. A king is surrounded by our army. You can't just put your hands on a king. You can't just do whatever you want to do to a king. Can't nobody just walk up into any country and go to any palace where the king resides. First, you got to get through all the guards. You got to get through his protection. We are surrounded by a whole army of angels. Back in the Old Testament, when you look at, I think it was Elijah, and when he prayed that the, the ser- his servant eyes would be opened, that he might see that there was greater with us than there was with them. Why? They were facing an enemy army. But all over the mountains was the army of God. We are surrounded by the army of God. In the invisible, in the invisible, we got so much protection. In the invisible, we got so much power at our disposal. The, the devil can't do what he wants to do with us. He can't have his way with us. Once you sold out to God, God makes sure that he protects you. Job, with Job, the devil, when God asked Job, have you considered my servant Job? He said, yeah, I considered him, but you have him hedged in the devil wanted to do something, but he couldn't do anything because everything that Job had along with Job was hedged in. Daniel and the lions did. Those lions were hungry, but they couldn't touch Daniel. They couldn't touch him. I would say that an angel came and closed all the mouths of the lions. So they pulled Daniel out and opened they pulled they pulled Daniel out. I didn't want they, they, they poured Daniel out, and when they threw in the ones, when they threw in the ones that were responsible for having Daniel thrown in there, those lions tore them to pieces because they didn't have any protection. Why? Because the devil do not offer his people any protection. The devil will use you. He'll exploit you, but he's not going to protect you. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't love you. But there's so many people that have sold out to the enemy. They sold out to the devil because they believe the lies. But it's only in Christ. It's only in God that we are offered Protection. The words say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me in judgment shall be condemned. This is the inheritance of the saints, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Glory to God. So we are protected. That protection is connected to our authority. The protection is connected with our authority. If we understood our authority, a king decrees a thing and it be. Ah, that's attached to his authority. His words, the words that he's speaking holds weight. The reason we're 2,000 years later and we're still saturating ourselves in the word of God is because the word of God is the word of the king, and that word holds weight. It holds weight. Even 2,000 years later, you know why? Because the word of the king never changes. The word of the king never changes. Glory to God. So if if, if, if the devil is successful in world reversing, <laughs> if he can rob us of his identity, if he can somehow deceive us into thinking that we are less than, what we are, then guess what? We will never decree a thing. We will always walk around in fear because we don't know that we are already protected. We will, if I don't know I'm protected, I'll walk around in fear because it's crazy in the world. The, the, the latest pandemics that's going around, I don't think everything that, that is going around can be attached to me, can attack me. But if I know that I am protected because of who I am, I can walk fearlessly in the world. I'll be fearless. So it's important for us to know our identity that we are kings. And with the king, there is attached authority. Another thing that's attached to you being a king is personal integrity. Personal integrity. If you ever read, if you ever read through the Bible, you will see even the most wicked of kings abide by their word. They don't believe in lying. They don't believe in lying. You know why? Lying is a representation of fear. If you lie, it, 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 it tells you, it, it speaks to people, it communicates to them that there is something about the person you're lying to. That you're scared of I remember as a kid I used to lie to my mother And lie to my father Because if they knew the truth I knew I'd get beat I knew I'd get beat So sometimes I would lie to them My my, my curfew Let's say my curfew was 9 o'clock And here I am coming in the house At 11 o'clock and my mother or my father hear that door, even though I'm trying to be quiet. And they hear that door, and they get up, and now I'm sitting in the kitchen. And they ask me, did you just now come in? I know they're looking at that clock. I know that clock say 11. I know my curfew was at 9. And I say, no. I've been here. I've been here. I've been here all the time. I've been here for a couple of hours now. Why? Because if they knew the truth, I knew there'd be repercussions. So I lied as a result of fear of consequence. If I never feared any consequence, there would never be a reason for me to lie. I don't have a reason to lie. Glory to God. So as a king, personal integrity, one of the things that that personal integrity speaks to is that you're not going to be a person that lies. The Bible even says that God hates a lie. These seven things that the Lord does said, hey, I can't remember all of them, but I remember one of them. It said uh, that 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 it was speaking about a lie. God hates a lie. He hates a lie that speak for. He hates a person that speaks falsely. He hates a lie. But if you do not realize or understand and know that you are a king then you're more prone to lie. Why? Because there's no responsibility. If you're just thinking you're just an ordinary, average person, like those that are in the world, you'll do what they do. You wouldn't have a problem with lying. Glory to God. Another thing that integrity speaks on is abiding by your word. Abiding, that means once I say something, that's what it is. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to go back on my word. Because when you go back on the word, it represents someone that 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 doesn't know what they're doing. They're not sure of themselves. Matthew 5.37 put it this way. Let your communication be yay, yay, or nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than that comes of evil. The reason for that is that people, um, if, if you show that you're someone that, that you're never sure, right? You're never sure. You're never sure of yourself. It shows that you really are not equipped to lead. The reason for that says is that if you're unsure on how to make the right choice, then you're unfit to be a king. Solomon was called a great king because of this one specific choice he made about these two ladies, and they came debating and arguing about this baby, and he, his decision was this: split the baby in half, give one half to one mother, one half to the other mother. In his wisdom, he knew that the real mother wouldn't want to see the baby hurt, and the real mother would say, "Uh-uh, go ahead, just spare the life of the baby." That was wisdom. He didn't second guess his choice. He didn't second guess his decree. He knew he was told, he was confident. And, w- and the words that he spoke. So as a king, oh, oh, this is this. even even with Daniel, the king that threw Daniel in the lion's den did not want to throw Daniel in the lion's den. But he did it because of his decree that he had already said earlier. Same thing, same thing in the New Testament. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, in the New Testament, speaking about John the Baptist, King Herod, and how he, he didn't want to kill John the Baptist. But because he gave his word, and he refused to go back on his word, he told the daughter of Herodias, I believe it was, that whatever you want up to half the kingdom, I'll get you. Her mother told her, listen, let's get John the Baptist's head on the platter. And because of his word, he did it, not because he wanted to. Because if he would have went back on his word, what that tells the people is he's unsure about himself. He don't know what he was. He doesn't have any integrity. And the king is all about integrity. That's why the world can say about God that he's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. Had he said it shall he not do it Had he spoken it shall he not make it good That's why the words say about God that God be true and every man a liar Because he's a person of integrity He's a person of integrity Wisdom Wisdom is associated With being a king James 3 speaks about That wisdom that is from above And it says The wisdom from above is first pure That means it's undiluted. It's it's not, it's not tainted. It's also peaceable. It's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. This is real wisdom. It's not like the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. As a king, we're not operated in the wisdom of this world. We're operated in that heavenly wisdom from above. Another thing associated with being a king is being fair and being just. Being fair and being just. The unfair will walk you, they'll teach you, they'll teach you out, out, out of everything. We can see that all in society, all up in these uh. Uh, um, what would you call it, the people that's at the top, right? All all these congressmen and all these uh, uh, diplomats, you can see that a lot of them are unfair and they're unjust. You don't have, you don't have, all you can do is go look at the rules that they put out. Look at the latest laws that are passed. You can see that they don't care about us. They do things for their own benefit and for their own agenda. They're unfair. They're unjust. Jesus warns us about having respect of persons, right? Because if I have respect of persons, and the Bible calls it evil, as a matter of fact, if I have respect towards one person, whether it's because of how he dress or how he looks or, or, or his financial status, the Bible tells me that I have become evil, a person entertaining evil thoughts. Glory to God. God is no respecter of person. He's the real king, and we are his children. We're kings under King Jesus. We got to be like him. We got to act like him. We got to look like him. We got to walk and talk like him in this earth. So when I'm speaking about world reverses, I'm telling you that one thing the devil do not want is for us to realize that we are kings and queens. And he does his best to pervert that. He does his best to deceive us and letting us know that we're not that. So the Bible tells us just how successful the devil is in these last days. So that first verse that I read was Ecclesiastes 10.7. It said, I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. That's well royversion. That's 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 not even it's not it doesn't make sense. It's like an oxymoron. It doesn't make sense. It goes against the grain. The servants are those even the name. Listen to the name servants are there to serve. The servants are there to serve. But here you see the servants riding upon the horses. That means they're relaxed. That means they're at rest. That means they're calling the shots. They're in authority. And the princes are walking as servants upon the earth. So this verse right here actually speaks to us as Christians in this day and time. It speaks to us because we... We are those princes. That's us. But we are walking as servants upon the earth. And those servants, which are the unsaved folks, they're the ones that's on the horses. In other words, those that are in the world, they're the ones that have it easy right now. And the people of God are being persecuted like never before. We are the kings in the earth, but yet we're the ones suffering the persecution. We have been stripped. Many of us have been stripped because we did not know our identity. We were never discipled into understanding who we are in Christ. And because of this, many of us are now walking upon the earth as opposed to having that place of rest that God promised us. So the Word said there is a rest for the people of God, right? There is a rest for the people of God. But right now, we're not seeing it. Right now, we're under so much persecution. The the storm right now is getting the best of a lot of us. It's getting the best of us. The servants are upon horses. The unsaved and the wicked, they are the ones that are being treated good right now. Their opinions are respected. Their ideas are respected. Their ideals are respected. But when we speak up, we're called judgmental. We're called, we're the ones that's called narcissists. We're the ones that's called insensitive and evil. We are the ones that's being persecuted. We are the ones that have no rest. It's a result of a demonic... Role reversing. The, the, the devil have raised up his people in the earth to look like they are the good guys when you see a pride parade and thousands of people walking around with this this flag that flags in there they're proud of who they are the whole lgbtq community they proud of who they are they're proud of that if anyone of the children of God, will come and speak against it. And you know, I'll tell you exactly how bad it is. You don't even have to speak against it. All you have to do is get an earshot of their parade and preach about the love of God, and it would affect them. It will move them to violence against you. It will move them to, to persecute you more, to call you names, to throw things at you. Why? Because they are in a position... Of power right now. Remember, the power belongs to the king. And they are in a position of power. And now the kings are on the run. The kings are now in hiding. But that's simple, That's simple, Because God tells us this. God tells us that our king is coming. And he tells us that when our kings come... When our king comes, he's going to establish his authority in the earth. And we are going to reign with him. That means the rightful ones that belong on the horses are going to be, are going to be on the horses. I just thought about this. Do you realize the worst thing that when, when, when Christ comes, that he's going to be on a white horse? And then behind him, oh, my goodness, are all the saints. And we also are on horses. The servants right now are upon the horses. That's the evil ones. That's the wicked. And the righteous are walking. That means we're doing all the work, all the toiling. they the ones that got it easy while we're working like the sweat of our brow. But the day is coming when Christ's kingdom will be established in the earth. And we will be raised up to our rightful positions. But right now, as those that are preachers and teachers, we are supposed to be—we uh, uh, um, um, are supposed to be declaring the word of God, right? We're supposed to be discipling and teaching the people their identity, their identity. Because once you know your identity, you don't actually have to wait for Christ to come in order for you to start acting like who you are. Oh, my goodness. In other words, I don't have to wait for Christ to come and establish his kingdom before I start acting like a king. Right now, I can decree a thing. Right now I can exercise authority over the devil and all the power of the enemy. Right now I can walk and have personal integrity. Right now I can operate in the wisdom of God because the spirit of God searches the deep things of God and he reveals it to me. Right now I can be fair. Now I can be just. Now I can be honorable. Right now I can be compassionate towards those that are without. Right now I can be given and unforgiving. I can do or given And um, have forgiveness Glory to God Not unforgiving Have forgiveness Right now I can have all of those qualities I don't have to actually wait for Christ to come In order for me to do that Another thing that, that a king speaks to also Is a king is never without a kingdom He's never without territory So where is our territory? If I am a king, where is my territory? The word tells us this. The word tells us that, uh, uh, how it says it, that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. That means every single thing, everything in this world belongs to our God. Everything. So he's the rightful owner. He's the rightful king of all that we see. All that is in the world belongs to him. Now, so the devil, him being a god of this earth, he's on an assignment. That's it. That's it. He's just on an assignment for now. Oh, he's about to be dealt with. But don't think for a minute that that devil has more power than our God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So if the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and yet Satan right now has power, meaning that he, he has the glory of the kingdom of this earth, our job, our responsibility is to take territory from him. Because for the longest time, the world was deceived by the enemy. The world was deceived by them. I'm almost wrapping it up, y'all. The world was deceived by the enemy. Glory to God. So how do we get our territory? We take it. The word tells us that we are more than conquerors. A conqueror is one that goes out and takes territory. We take it. How do we take it? We take take it by the gospel. We preach the word of God. And when that word of God is received amongst the people, That's a territory that we took for the kingdom of God. Glory to God. So my territory is as big as my mouth is. Your territory is as big as your mouth is. I got to write that down. My territory is as big as my mouth is. If I'm a Christian with a closed mouth, I have no territory whatsoever. Because nobody is affected by the words that I'm speaking. Nobody is responding to the power that's in the voice that God gave to me. But if I am a Christian that will cry aloud and spare not, there will be those that respond to my voice. They will, they will come crying back out to the Father. They will repent. They'll come to him, the king of all kings, that they might be saved. How do we get service to him? We got to open our mouth we got to operate in our authority. we got to declare and decree a thing that be not as though it's already worth. we got to speak that thing in subpoena. we got to realize that the same one that's tormenting us, the same one that's putting us through it, don't have power over us. He can't do whatever he want to do. The devil wants us for to get in agreement with him. If he places sickness on us, he wants us to get in agreement with that sickness. Get in agreement with the diagnosis and the prognosis. No! You don't get an agreement. You take authority. You decree what God has already said. I shall live and not die. I'm healed by his stripes. Glory to God. Forget not the Lord and all his benefits. I'm healed. That's one of his benefits. That's one of his benefits. Glory to God. So, oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. I think that's about 45 minutes. I wanted to keep it to about 45 minutes. Now. Let me be ready to wrap it up. Let me say this, um, if, 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 you don't, if you don't know who you are, amen, if you don't realize you are a king, you really need to dig in this word and find out your identity before it's too late, because if he can, if he can keep you from knowing your identity, he can keep you from the prosperity of your future. If the devil is successful in keeping you from knowing your identity, he will be be successful in keeping you from the prosperity of your future. Your future is as prosperous as your wisdom. How well do you know who you are? How well do you know who you are? For those that suffer identity crisis in the kingdom of God, for those that suffer identity crisis, will lose many rewards. We got to know our identity. We got to know who God, who God called us. I'm not even touching on priests. I'm just talking about God calling us kings. That's being kings in itself. That's not talking about the, the spiritual gifts that God gave us. That's talking about sonship. God is a king. And when we were born again, we were born into sonship. We were born as kings under him. Amen. Jesus is the son of God. He's king. And we are heirs. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. That's who we are. That's our identity. Amen. I'll put it like this. One last thing, right? If the the devil can convince you that you're nothing more, or I should say very less than what God calls you, he can also strip you of your honor in the process. Every king is respected and feared. Every king has a level of honor attached to him. But if nobody is looking at you like you're a king, and if nobody is looking at you like you're a queen, then they don't have to respect you and they don't have to honor you. Glory to God. The Bible says this. It says, let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Why double honor? Because everybody deserves some honor. And, and the, word, the word even tells us, honor all men. Love the brotherhood. brotherhood. Be in God and honor the king. But it says, honor all men. Every man is worthy of honor, but if the devil has his way, he will strip the kingdom of the honor that we deserve. This is why those that are outside of the church don't respect those that are inside the church. They'll call us every type of name, every type of hypocrite. They'll blaspheme the Holy Ghost. They don't care. They they will tell us everything because they do not honor us. If we want honor, we gotta get honor. Glory to God. We gotta get it. Glory to God. I'm gonna end it right there. Since I'm gonna yell. Glory to God. Father, I just thank you for the word that we're informed oh Lord God. I pray, Father God, that everyone receive the word. I pray, Father God, that they would dig deeper into the subject of woe, reversals, the the thing that the enemy is doing that's causing us to lose out on the promises that you have for us. Lord God, let your people rise up into the position that you place us, and you are the one that called us kings and priests, Lord God. Let us operate and live as kings and priests in this earth until you be, until or until when you return, so that when you return, Lord God, we will have something to offer you in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen, amen, amen! What a powerful word, my God! Today, thank you so much, King Apostle. Oh God, I elevated you, <laughs> yeah, Kareem, man of God. That was such a powerful word, and of course, you know that I was taking copious notes as you were going and dropping those nuggets in the name of Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Role reversal. I never thought I of applying that scripture to to this type of narrative, but it made me also think about because you pointed something out so significantly, um when you referenced Job, I believe you're saying Job twenty six, amen. Is it Job twenty six that you were referencing? Let me look at my notes. No Job twenty two, twenty eight, thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. When a king makes a decree, it that settles it. Amen? All of the territories under his jurisdiction have to comply and obey the decree of the king. And as we have been called kings and priests by the word of God with this new birth that we've taken on, We are now part of a kingdom, Mm, 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 mm. and I thought about that because we are in a kingdom that is in heavenly places. We are seated in this kingship and our role and our responsibility and our accountability as well as our response. We don't walk as the world. We don't talk as the world. We don't think as the world because we have a whole different kind of mindset. Glory to God. And I love that you pointed out the qualities of a king, that mindset, that paradigm shift that occurs because of who a king is, albeit the enemy wants to be the counterfeit, amen, and tries to promote himself, but we know that it's only for a season. And you said something so poignant that the devil, you know, wants to be the creation, but he will never, ever have the opportunity to truly walk and fulfill that role. Because it's not his portion, it's not given to him, his end has already been predetermined in the name of Jesus. And with that, I thought about how now humanity that they would call that which is good, which is evil, good, and that which is good, evil. it's like humanity is so poisoned by sin. Even, you know, the sinfulness of sin now is kind of opaque. It's like its, it's lines are blurred, amen? And mankind, I believe, is, is, is just missing the mark. And I'm not going to summarize and generalize. It's not all of men and women, amen. There is a remnant, glory to God. But I sense the urgency of the, because of the severity of the issue. It's like many that are in the body of Christ are not being taught, are not being discipled, amen, are not being um, told and taught and discipled what their role is, who they are, and what power and authority that they have. Yes, they know, they understand Luke ten nineteen, amen, but they don't know how to live it because no one is giving them the practical application of how that is walked out, but there is a remedy because the scripture says when, when the enemy has the audacity to be so pompous and arrogant, we know that he has an, there is an end. Hallelujah to all of that. The scripture says when sin increased, grace abounded all the more so that as sin reigned in death, grace might also reign through righteousness leading to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ. This role reversal that's occurring in the body of Christ, indeed, it is a plot and ploy of the enemy. But I know, hallelujah, that the Spirit of the Lord is still very much alive and active, and He's opening up the eyes of our understanding. But we that are awake, that are sober, that are vigilant, amen, we need to speak and say something. As you said, we need to be taking territories. We need to be walking out this authority attached to his name, his name that he has given us. I am so excited about this word, and I'm glad it's on, going to be on replay and on YouTube, amen, that people can go back and listen to it. Indeed, man of God, you have given us a Kairos word um, that pertains to us walking out our authority. identity in him in jesus name so i bless the lord for you i thank the lord for your obedience i thank you for waiting on him to give you this word amen and not just coming with something that you just happened to put together oh my god but that you truly waited on him to release this word the lord bless you mightily in the name of jesus I'm going to ask you if you would just render a prayer in concert with the word that you have released in our hearing for those who do not know that they are kings and priests. Amen. And that they have been duped into this role reversal by the enemy in the name of Jesus.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. Oh, glorious Father Lord God, we bless your most holy name, Father God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, that you are the sovereign God, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are that God whose name is hallowed, Father God. Oh, Lord God, the angels cry out, holy, 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 unto you nonstop, Father God. Oh, you are the God that is worthy of all praise, Father God. I thank you that you hear our prayer right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, I speak, Father God to those, Lord God, right now, Father God, that have been misled, Father God, that have been miseducated or uneducated, Father God, that have never learned their true identity in Christ, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, I pray right now, first and foremost, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, that any shackles on their mind, Lord God, that have caused them to believe that they are less than they actually are, right now, that those shackles will be broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that any, Lord God, inside the church, Father God, that have fell, Lord God, to the whims, Lord God, the schemes, plots, and plans of the enemy, Father God, again into believing that they are not who God called them already. I pray, Father God, that right now, Lord God, Lord God, you will touch them, that you, Lord God, will enliven them, Lord God. Oh, glory, Lord God, I thank you right now, Lord God, that you will illuminate their minds, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're bringing revelation to them right now, Father God, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that you Lord God yourself through your Holy Spirit Lord God will minister the truth of the Word of them that they might know their identity in Christ make their stand as kings and as priests on this earth lord god you and you alone deserve the glory father god so i pray this prayer knowing that you will get the glory out of your people in jesus name the enemy shall not prevail against the church it shall not happen lord god we will rise up we will take the authority that belongs to us we will shine in these last glorious days father god in jesus name so i thank you now lord god and give you honor praise and glory in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I pray, and thank you, Father. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man of God, for that prayer in the name of Jesus. Listen, you all, you have heard Pastor King, hi, come King, amen, Kareem, hallelujah, out of New York, Eternity and um, Eternity and you, amen, ministries. We bless the Lord for the man of God coming forth and re- and just releasing this word regarding role reversals in the name of Jesus. Indeed, we know they. I mean, the enemy has become brazen to the point that he's trying to creep into our daily lives. But glory to you, God! We know that the Father has already declared the former things from the beginning. He is the author and finisher. He is the master planner and knows the blueprint. He said that. Those things, those things, those weapons, those ploys, plans, oh, my God, strategies of the enemy, they shall come to naught in the name of Jesus. They have no power in Jesus' name. But you, you that do not know him, this is a warning for you, this word, amen? Because the word of God says that in in a tinkling of an eye, in in a moment, the Father could come, and the question is, where are you going to be? In the name of Jesus, we pray that you will be under his care and protection and that you will know him for yourself because the day of the Lord is coming as a thief in the night. Amen. And I pray that you will not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, that you will not be one of those that are lost in the name of Jesus that you will be under his care, that you can take advantage and decree and declare Psalms 91 over your life in the name of Jesus, because indeed, let me tell you, the Father has determined the time and the day in the name of Jesus and a season, and he is even now chasing his church, his own. How much more will he do to those who do not know him, my God, today, but he has a plan for you. If you don't know him in the name of Jesus, you have the opportunity now to just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Jesus the Christ and rose from the dead. And he rose from the dead for you that he did not know. But if you would just surrender now and yield yourself to him now with your whole heart, the scripture says, draw near with a true heart in full assurance. Let your hearts be sprinkled and clean from every evil conscience in the name of Jesus. In this hour, the Father is seeking those who have a pure heart, who are known by his name. Question is, are you known by him? Do you know him as your personal Lord and Savior? If you'll just go ahead and just repeat this prayer, amen, take this prayer, receive this prayer as I release it now, amen, as we come close to the end of this broadcast. Heavenly Father, thank you for your care over each and every one of us that are yours, Lord God. Thank you for your leading. Thank you for your continuous protection over us in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you that even those that are under the sound of my voice that do not know you, I beseech you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that you ask him for forgiveness of sins. He said that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means from this moment on, every mistake you've made, everything that you've done contrary to him, he will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He will forgive your sin, hallelujah, that you've committed knowingly and unknowingly in the name of Jesus, which grieved the Holy Spirit. Just say, Father God, forgive me. For any words, anything that I've done or said which did not please the Holy Spirit, have mercy upon me now, Lord God. As I make confession, as I confess to you as my Lord and Savior, I receive forgiveness now. And I ask today that all barriers, all hindrances, anything that stops my relationship with you, that has per- perverted me, that has me made wrong choices, Lord God, I ask you today to remove it. And I thank you now for the promise of the Holy Spirit that will come and dwell and abide in me. I thank you for receiving you as my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you for the promise that you are my advocate in the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, from this day forward, I thank you that I will serve you and live for you with all of my heart, my soul, and my mind. I yield to the Holy Spirit. And I believe that every step that I take now is ordered by you and that he leads me in the way that I should go as I commit and trust myself wholly to your guidance, that my thoughts will come into alignment with your word and your will for your life, for my life in the name of Jesus, and that I will walk worthy of you in Jesus' name. I understand now that as you have taken that prayer as your own, I pray that you now would try to find or connect with or church or find someone that you can trust and who is living a life that represents the word of God and that they may introduce you even further to who he is. Hallelujah. But most importantly, who you are in him in the name of Jesus and that you will give him complete and absolute access to your life. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, that you will fill this broadcast now with your glory as your spirit of the Lord is hovering over this broadcast, Lord God, and those who are under the sound of our voices now and later on the rebroadcast will experience a great manifestation of your presence, of your power. Touch the life and nature of God within them, Father God, I thank you for the change that they will not. Take on this role reversal This pervertedness of the enemy Change is taking place now In them that their lives May be living epistles read of men I want to say thank you Again Pastor Kareem Man of God for coming by And sharing this Kairos Word with us thank you each And everyone that has stopped And listened amen I pray that This word has blessed you immensely And thank you Dr. Kimmy Kim the Elation Radio family, iHeart, and Spricker Radio for this platform and for blessing the people of God. Continue to enlarge our borders and our territories in the mighty name of Jesus. And again, I want to say thank you for joining us this Shabbat Saturday. Pastor Kareem, my God, today, everyone, please come back next Saturday here at Elation Radio with Shabbat Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time For another Shabbat Saturday at this great station, Elation Radio, with Dr. Kimmy Kim, our producer. And may the Lord God continue to use you all greatly in his kingdom, because we are kings and priests. Now please close us out, Dr. Kimmy Kim. I love each and every one of you. Shalom.